Welcome to the Nightly Rant. I'm Mike. And I'm Toria. This is the show where we talk about the awful things that have happened in our day, the awesome things that have happened in our day, and all the things in between. Thanks for listening, and we truly hope you enjoy. Alright, so now it's time for us to be able to do that comparison thing that we do whenever tragedy strikes because there's been another shooting in Cincinnati, Ohio. Three people are dead, plus the shooter. So, here we go. When stuff like this happens, I learn where a new state is. We're going to hear the... (laughs) That's true. We're going to hear the gun control screams. Mm Mm-hmm. We're going to hear the close our border screams. Even though they have nothing to do with it, you're going to hear it. You will. Because he has a mildly Hispanic last name. Yeah. And you better damn well hope that he's fully legally documented. Because if he's not, oh my gosh, you will hear some of the cuckoos come out of the woodwork screaming and yelling. Now, if you don't know which cuckoos we're talking about, listen to the throwback episode... From a couple weeks ago, about, what was it called? The circus is at it again or something like that? The circus wants the wall built. Oh, yeah. Those are the crazy people. Listen to that episode. Because remember, that's the episode that starts with the build that wall, build that wall. Right. Yeah, that was a dramatic episode. Mm-hmm. I was in a artistic mood <laughs> after that meeting. Well, and we weren't nearly as traumatized after that one as we were after Los Alamitos. No, because we saw what was going on. And that was the key. But anyway, Ohio, tell us more about what happened. So, dude just comes with handgun and a bunch of, bunch of uh, ammunition. Pull it back up. He, uh, there were eight gunshots. Uh... One of the victims was working in the building. Mm-hmm. He was a superintendent there. The building's largest tenant was this bank. Um, what ended up happening was it began right around 9 a.m. He entered the building via the loading dock and opened fire before going into the lobby of the building where four police officers engaged him and gunfire was exchanged. He went into the loading dock? Yeah, and the officers had body cameras, so they're hoping to get clues on his movements from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say, this is not normal, and it should not be viewed as normal. This is abnormal. No other industrialized country has this at level of active multiple shootings on a regular basis. There they go. Gun control. That's an interesting thing, though. I wonder why there are more shootings here. And he ends with, I think there's something deeply sick at work here. I think there probably is something deeply sick at work there. You know, like a mental health crisis. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, there's people who will tell you that it's the shadow government that's been built... 
I mean, Shadow you Bitterman? gotta seriously. You need to go back, and I'll watch it with you. And you need to watch Scandal from episode one, season one, and watch it all the way through. It would hook you, like grip you and hold you for the rest of the time. Maybe. It would. But I won't do it. Why not? I don't know. That could be our thing we could binge watch this weekend. No. We need to finish the thing we're currently binge watching. What are we binge watching? Oh, we're binge watching the Orange Ladies. I already agreed to one show that I wasn't sure I would like. Let's finish that one. That must mean you like it. I didn't think you liked it at all. Like, at all. I didn't tell you this the other day or anything, right? Did you? Yes. Where was I? But I don't You sure I was here? You're positive. So happy you listen to me when I talk. I listen to you when you talk. (sighs) (laughs) Maybe just sometimes I just don't hear. That's a problem that I have to fix. (laughs) It is. Because I should hear it. That's interesting. So you've told me this before. Mm-hmm. Well, my apologies, but could you fill me back in? I said, I never like to watch things <clears throat> halfway through. Because if I don't like the first season, there's a solid chance I won't like any of the other ones. But I start in the middle, then I always hate something because I don't understand any of the back comments. Okay. And I said, now that we've made it to season two, the show's kind of okay. I don't hate it. It's not my favorite show in the entire world. Because it's a little bit gross sometimes. But. (laughs) What part of it is gross? The people are doing all sorts of drugs. Yeah. And other things. It's kind of like. The things that. It seems to me. That in every type of society. And let's face it. A prison. uh, A different type of society. A prison uh, community is a different type of society. There's always some sort of currency. Mm-hmm. Always. Always. It could be flipping pebbles, man. I mean, it doesn't yep. matter. There's always a currency. Yep. And there's certain things that are considered valuable. And prison is a barter society because you don't have actual money. Right. You only have commissary. Yeah. hmm And then, you know... My guess is, I don't know this for sure, but my guess is if you don't have family or anything like that, that can give you some money while you're in there. You get some just like you would get uh, um, welfare. Oh, really? That would be my guess. Huh. Interesting. Odie's tired and trying to get up on the couch. And his poor chubby little butt won't make it. Yes, it will. I moved my he foot. He should it. be able to do it now. He could do it. He's just lazy. Are you lazy? You're lazy. No, he's not going to do it because so, he to. So tell me, what do you think? I mean, do you think it's a... Uh, that gun control would solve things like this? Like, seriously. I don't think... I don't think we have enough information... To know for to sure. To know what would have solved... This This shooting. The last shooting was a mental health thing. Yep. You know that getting that person proper mental care would have prevented him from doing this. Because he had a history of mental health issues, etc. For sure. Then you know that the people watching terrorists 
would have prevented some of the other shootings that have existed, like the one in the Pulse nightclub in Florida, for example. The guy was on the terrorist watch list. Maybe they should have been watching him more closely if they were already suspicious. But, so there's, there's no, there's no, I don't know, there's not enough information about this one yet. Yeah. Probably by tomorrow there will be, though. Well, I agree. Because as soon as the initial reports came in, the reporters started digging. But, I mean, if you assume for a minute that there's no real motive, okay, no real motive, and... The guy's gonna have no. He doesn't have any obvious like political connections. It's not like they look at his Facebook page and went, "Oh look, he's friends with every mayor in the entire universe" or something like that. You know, he doesn't have anything like that. So it's probably not politically motivated. That kind of leaves you with fucking crazy. He has mental health issues. And even if they're and, not there's no history of them. Well, and the important thing to remember people is when someone uses a strong term like oh that person's crazy, they don't necessarily mean they're off their rocker wacko. They just mean they have a mental health issue that caused them to act in a non-standard fashion. Nobody wakes up one day and decides I'm going to go to a bank and I'm going to shoot Three people and kill them, and then let the police officers kill me unless there's something wrong in their head. For me, I could see hurting somebody in a fatal manner, so killing somebody, if they were trying to kill one of my friends or family. Yes, that's instinct. Well, and this is what's interesting, okay? I could also see that happening with a stranger. If you come across somebody hurting a stranger, like raping a woman, I could see myself wanting to grab that guy and beat the crap out of him for that. And I know? would think that would also be instinct. Yeah, it's just interesting. And that's not even, like at first I was thinking, about it, I was like, well, of course someone would protect their, their wife and family and kids and whatever. There are people who wouldn't. But, but my God, like... <laughs> I think actually if I saw, and I told you, you know, my, I think I told you once on this show that my mom, when I was growing up, we lived in Santa Monica and she worked for the American Cancer Society. Mm-hmm. And there is a woman who was a friend of hers and I, for the life of me, can't remember her name, which is sad. Um, but she and my mom were friends. She was younger than my mom, probably a good 20, 30 years younger than my mom. Um, and she had like this mental breakdown and at first you know i'm like in late uh, by this time i'm like in going into high school and she's having this mental breakdown and i know her because she's my mom's really good friend you know like she's that girlfriend that my mom had that oh let's go have you know a drink after work tonight you know that kind of person you know okay and she was your mom's she was, katie she was raped out on the street, walking back from a bus to her apartment. I grabbed her. And they when they finally told me about it, it like all made sense to me because you know, when they don't tell you, you're like, Well, why are they acting that way towards me? Like, what did I do? I didn't do anything. 
whatever this is, I wasn't involved in it. You know, and then it gets, it gets you kind of spiteful and mad. But then when they tell you, you're like, oh, suddenly I see all the picture. Yep, I hear you. It's kind of why you shouldn't judge people when they're like, when they suddenly change. Like we've had friends that we spend time with. And they've suddenly gone from being, like, super happy-go-lucky to To being, like, ultra-cynical. And you're just like, what the shit is going on with you? And they've got something giant going on in their life. (coughs) Yeah, it, it, it... We'll just leave it at, it's always better to ask things than to assume. That's fair. Because if at any point you'd have been like, are you okay? You're acting kind of unlike yourself. You might have gotten a more honest answer about why that person was acting kind of not like themselves. Yeah. I think that um, it's like what she was, Deborah was talking about the exercise where there's the line and people go on either side of the line. The things, <coughs> the things that they were discussing were, you know, borderline controversial things, and so one of the re- I was thinking about like why would they do that? Like why would they use? such controversial things, but not like super controversial, but like borderline controversial. And I realized if they use something that's too controversial, they automatically have permanent lines drawn. Right. People are already on those sides. But if you get something that's just kind of controversial, like it's heading that way, Mm -hmm. you have a common division beginning, Mm -hmm. but you don't have any like, result set it hasn't aged long enough to have like the result set it's just interesting to see like that people they get mad about something when it's against them but when it's for them they're like woohoo and they clap about it you know and it's like where's the consistent behavior <coughs> it, it's like the in and out boycott we proudly went to In-N-Out Burger yesterday. Yes, wow. and where's the and where's the consistency in the message? You know, oh, we're gonna boycott you because you donated to a conservative cause. Well, but we donated more to the liberal cause. So now explain to me why why the liberal cause is asking to boycott a place that gave them more money? Shouldn't the chairperson of the Democratic Party of California know? They got major campaign donations. You would think so, right? A business like In N Out Burger? You would think so, right? I know, sure as hell, if you got a massive donation for In N Out Burger, you would know. Yeah. And I also, I also bet you that if one of your opponents, when you had been running, got a massive donation from In N Out Burger, you would know. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know. That's that's just interesting. It tells me the intelligence level of that person. Yeah. Because that's just stupid. 
and then to two days later come back out and there's all these news articles saying there's no need for the boycott there's no need for the boycott really is it because somebody finally told you what the fuck was actually going on yeah that's that's pretty much how i saw it i have the same criticism of that person as i usually have for donald trump perhaps you should take 10 seconds and think about something before you speak yep yep i tend to agree with that statement yeah <laughs> but what i also what i also find funny is you got people saying things are inconsistent, but there's pretty con- much a consistent theme that I see here. You got the Republicans who were all behind George Bush, and then during the Obama years, they immediately blamed Obama for, you know, the economy is his fault, he hasn't fixed it, and blah, 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 blah. And unfortunately for him, the things that he tried to do took a lot longer to take a grip than he would have expected. But people who so are that's act- kind of poor judgment on their part. People who are actually political realize that the issues caused during the beginning, at least, of Obama's eight years were George Bush's fault. They would have to be. It's, it's the handoff. Not, it's not like it's not like the new president hops into office and suddenly the economy goes, Oh look, a Democrat Okay. Just throwing this out there. And, you know, those people we said that would come at us and whatever. Well, the Jokers are going to come because of this comment. Okay. So you're telling us the title of the episode. It may be. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what's going to happen. They're going to come because of this comment. But anyone ever think that maybe Trump manages the White House the way he does because his precedent was exactly that? I mean, this is a guy that didn't know he had to hire a staff when he came. And he learned what he knows about the White House by coming and basically training under President Obama. (coughs) So... So who taught him to be the way he is? Who taught him to be the way he is as far as the way he's managing the government? Maybe he's just not as slick at hiding it. So is that what happens? Bro gets elected in November and gets like two months of training with the previous president? Yes. Two months of training doesn't seem like a lot. No. To run an entire country. No. With 350 million people. But that's the same thing that happens like if you run for city council and you win in November. You get two days of training. You you basically go to a two-day training session. And then they, at the next, the meeting in December, they usually, most cities do it in December, the first meeting, they install you, they swear you in, then other cities wait until January and do it. I see, what I think would be cool for city council is if you you got, you're elected, you're elected, and then you did your thing with the training course, and then... They, I don't know, some kind of, did some kind of thing where you could, like, sit in on their private meetings for a couple of, for, like, a week. Well, like, well, maybe more than one meeting so you can see how things currently work. Yeah. Before you're, like, thrown into the shark pit. Tank. Oh, well, yeah. Lion pit. Shark tank. Dragon's Den. Yeah. <laughs> Too funny. Well, 
I think that we've covered some interesting things tonight. We got a little controversial. Feel free to send us hate mail. I don't think we really finished the topic about the shooting and whether gun control fixes it or not, but I do think that we've kind of come to the conclusion that more often than not, it's a mental health issue. So what what I get afraid of is that the only thing they're going to do to address that is some kind of mental health check for every single person that wants to become a gun owner. That doesn't work. And that and well, and here's the thing: even if they do that and they mark a person as you know not mentally healthy, it's not. They're not going to help them. All they're going to do. Do you, uh, do you know that when you're on a ride-along, you will never experience that? That's disappointing. Yeah, they don't want you to get crashed. Anyway. But the lights and sirens would be exciting. I completely lost my train of thought of what I was saying. Oh. But I think that the the they have their reasons for feeling the way that they feel about those things. I don't... Hmm. Okay, coming from somewhere that has fairly strict gun control, this isn't exactly the most, I don't know, knowledge-worthy topic. Uh-huh. But, okay, the way that they do, you have to be licensed to have a firearm in Canada, and then you have to be, you have to have a restricted license to have things like handguns, but you still can't, like, carry them around. You just, you can take them to the range, and that's mm-hmm. pretty much it. Okay. So, the course to get a regular firearms license is, like, one day. In a classroom, and they just teach you, like, basic firearm safety. And then the, the the more extensive one is, like, I think it's, like, three days, of course. Okay. But there's no mental health check. There's just a criminal background check. So if you've, like, gone full savage and been arrested because of it, they'll find out. But, um... I, I think that the truly the truly um, sick messed up people who are buying a gun so that they can go shoot like 37 people are better at hiding it than you think. Yeah, because here's what I was thinking about that. That's a great point. They're generally very focused individuals. Mm-hmm. And because of that... That means that they can focus on one topic and basically perfect it. So, oh, I don't want to show them that I'm buying all this weaponry because I'm going to go kill some people. Right. So I'm going to act this way. Right. And then they do it. And it works. And they get the weapons and they go do this. That's why the mental health part needs to be addressed. But what I'm getting at is I'm afraid that instead of addressing it, they'll merely identify who is considered mentally unstable and not allow them to purchase a firearm and move on from there. Rather than offer them the help that maybe they could use. That would likely be a first step is to, I don't know, initially identify the people who need the help. But it's not by any means the solution. (laughs) 
Well, no. Right? No, but it's the exactly. start. And my point is, I'm worried. I gave you two ends of the spectrum. Right. I'm worried that they're just going to brush it off and be like, okay, we stopped that crazy person from buying a gun right. and leave it at that. Right. But no. like we just said, the quote, crazy person, the real crazy person who's truly going to pull off what they're saying they're going to do is going to be good enough at it. But they're going to hide it. The person who spent six years planning what they're going to yeah. do. You don't think that, that same person can plan how they're going to act during the evaluation that you're that people would propose yeah, they do. It's nuts to think that they can't do that. <coughs> it's just plain and simple. Yeah. Nuts to think that. That isn't the solution. Gun control's not the solution. Calling people crazy and not letting them buy guns isn't the solution. But there has to be some kind of solution. There has to be mental health, just like there has to be um, physical health. You know, like by that I mean, by physical health, I mean when your leg is cut and you go see a doctor who stitches it up. You know, that's physical. He touches something tangible. Mental health is from inside your head and your soul. Right. And I think that is something we don't have. And quite honestly, there are times when you feel, as a human being, so tense because you're carrying the weight of, like, something that's the size of a speck of dust. But you're carrying hundreds of thousands of those specks of dust because each one of them to you is, like, individually, you encounter it individually. Mm-hmm. And you say, oh, that's nothing to bring up to anybody. That's nothing right. to bring up to anybody. That's nothing to bring up to anybody. That's not that important to talk about. I can handle that. And then pretty soon... You got hundreds of thousands of those things there. And there's this burden that you're like, it's on your shoulders and you're like tipping back and forth trying to hold it up. It's like trying to hold the bucket of sand without the bucket. Right. And it just causes that stress. And boom, you break. And if you had somebody that you could have gone to to talk to, a professional somebody who you could have unloaded on because you know that nothing you're going to talk about is criminal. You just need to get stuff off your chest. And if you hadn't been taught your whole entire life that but that's mental a weakness. illness is like an absolute taboo. If I came up to you, and I'm, I'm awkwardly holding a pair of scissors right now, just for some context, and I stabbed you with these scissors, you would go to Dr. Matt, and you'd be like, yo, stitches, crazy person stabbed me with the scissors. Okay? Because you had a legit tangible wound in your leg from the scissors. Right. But like the, people who have pain in their head, they they don't it's it's wrong for them to go seek help and people judge them. Like how would how would somebody feel if I judged them because they went and got their cut stitched up? Like seriously. I Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> Like, it's ridiculous. Judge somebody because they're wearing a cast because they went and got their broken arm taken care of. Well, I mean, <laughs> I was guilty for a lot of years of being hypocritical about that. Because on the one hand, I saw nothing wrong with and saw all of the benefits of going to a therapist and having what you're thinking just come out of your mouth. Right. And being able to say to the person, all right, I've been having this one thought, and it's really haunting me and bothering me. Why? Why? Can you tell me what you think is the reason? Right. And if you have a good therapist, 
Most of the time they won't talk. They listen. But when you request that they tell you something, they will give you the insights you need. Right. Like, you know, they'll read text message exchanges and be like, yeah, I can see exactly why you reacted the way you reacted. Now, the way you reacted wasn't perfect, but I see why you reacted that way. And it, may, it enables you then to kind of, all right, so now that you see why, what could I have done differently? You know, right, and, you, and they validate and can, the fact that you're not in the wrong. Right, it's normal. They let you know how they you understand. can handle it exactly. exactly, and that's how, like, honestly, it's how I try to handle discipline with the kids, you know? Hmm. Is, hey, remember how we had this talk about being honest? Yeah. Well, you realize that telling two different people a different story about the same topic isn't being honest, right? I said, now, but let me clarify something for you. And this is where the learning comes in. I said, maybe at one point you thought what you said over here and by the time you talked to the other person, you believed what you said over here. Totally possible. Right? Like, that time could have changed their opinion. So both things they said were true. They didn't lie to anybody. Yeah, right. they were the opposite of each other. They didn't lie to anybody. And the only other answer to that kind of situation, besides that one, is that the people telling you what they were told aren't 100% telling the truth. And there's definitely a mixture of the two as one of the possibilities. So there's really three possibilities. And it's interesting, you know, because when you do that, when you treat it that way, and you validate that, you know what, it's, it's okay that you feel that way. But kind of here's your choices. And here's where it's going to wind up if you pick one of these choices. See what happened when you took that left turn? Right. You know, and it's a it's a learning thing, but you make it so that they're not afraid to tell you what's going on, so you can help kind of nudge them in the right direction without telling them the answer. Yeah, this is definitely a topic I think we should pick up tomorrow night after when more information about the thing has come out. Yes, I think it would be very interesting to see what motive was of this whole shooting thing, but but you get the point. It's like kind of hold your judgment and wait until you have the information. Too many people do that rush to judgment thing. We're guilty of it. We're not guilty of it right now. No. High five. Nice. All right. Well, let's see what tomorrow brings, shall we? I guess that means good night, everyone. Hasta la bye bye, Gators. Hi, everyone. This is Mike, and I truly hope you enjoyed the show. You're able to subscribe to this show on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher so as to never miss an episode. If, by chance, you did miss an episode here or there, you can catch up on all shows, past and present, by heading over to yogispodcastnetwork.com forward slash TNR show. Thanks for listening.